Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, guys, everyone is talking about this. Today in San Francisco, President Biden met face-to-face with Chinese President Xi Jinping for the first time in a year. Yep, Biden said, thank you for being here. And President Xi was like, thanks to TikTok, I'm always here. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... One thing that wasn't talked about, I guess, is TikTok. Although, uh, do you need to talk about TikTok? Because we we have the option of banning TikTok. We don't have to let China uh, inform our youth from the Communist Party's point of view, but we do for some reason. So we're going to yeah, get what are you into that. Say to Xi Jinping, hey, hey, can you like maybe have more videos that make people love their country instead of hate it? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. I'll get right on that. I came across this tweet. We're about to get into an interesting story if you haven't heard it about TikTok. Uh, I came across this tweet. I understand why people want to ban TikTok, but I worry that Xi might shut down American products like Facebook and Google in retaliation. Ha ha! China blocked all those over a decade ago. Ban TikTok. Yes, China doesn't allow American Google and Facebook to get information into their country, but we allow... Our young people get over half their news from TikTok. Are you aware of that? And it's run by our primary enemy on planet Earth, China. China. Which factors into this story. Um, This is now 48 hours old, but at the time I came across it, it was 24 hours old. Over Over the past 24 hours, thousands of TikToks have been posted where people share how they just read Bin Laden's Letter to America, in which he explained why he attacked the United States. The TikToks are from people of all ages, races, ethnicities, and background. So the Chinese Communist Party somehow got into the bloodstream of news on TikTok an infamous letter that Bin Laden wrote years ago, justifying why he could, should attack the United States of America. Yeah, I'm sure the algorithms haven't been tweaked at all to push that sort of thing. 
and it's uh, so now it's spreading, and a lot of people are seeing it for the first time. And so let, let's uh, let's listen to some of our uh, fellow citizens who get their news from TikTok on having discovered the Bin Laden letter. I read Letter to America, which is Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining why he attacked Americans. It's wild, and everyone should read it. However, be forewarned that this has left me very disillusioned, and I feel the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. So I just read a letter to America, and... I will never look at life the same. I will never look at this country the same. I need you to stop what you're doing and go read a letter to America. Before you even read the letter, I did want to mention, in reading the letter, I could only think of this tweet that I saw the other day. Under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. This is the most popular app by far in America. This is where over half of young people get their news. Roll on with a little more and then we'll comment. I just read Osama bin Laden's letter to America, which reading this letter, it becomes apparent to me that the actions of 9-11 and those acts committed against the USA and its people were all just the buildup of our government failing other nations. And this letter was insanely eye-opening. I really urge everybody to Google and read it. The way this letter is going viral right now is giving me the greatest sense of relief. If you're Muslim and you've lived in the U.S. since 9-11, you know more truth than the typical citizen. Now it's all coming to light because of Palestine. Sarah Isger of the Dispatch uh, linked that and said, Now do you see what happens when a foreign adversary controls the news content for more than half of the next generation of Americans? This is one of her, I was going to say jihad's probably the wrong choice of words. This Unfortunate, is, yes. This is one of her... Uh, main topics that she screams about when I hear her on podcasts. It is, if not one of the dumbest things we've ever done, maybe the single dumbest thing we've ever done in America is to let our number one foe, enemy, evil China, control the news flow for the next generation of Americans. I feel like I'm watching a family where the parents not only allow their 12-year-old to drink hard liquor and, and smoke meth, but they buy it for him. They furnish him with it and say, oh, it'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. There's no chance it'll be fine. Zero. No, it's already not fine. The young women again. What is it with young women? And they're being prone to easy radicalization. Hey, uh, girls, and I mean this seriously, young ladies. Wimics and or whatever you call it. <laughs> Osama Osama bin Laden would have you beaten bloody for expressing your opinion like that. Well, okay? are you are you showing your face? That's enough. Yeah, and he he advocated a 11th century version of Islam that would enslave you for your entire life. Every breathing moment of your life, you would be a slave to a man. Okay. Oh, good Lord. I'm looking at something. I mean, this is cynical. Osama bin Laden pluses, if you're looking for a man. Polyamorous, he had five wives. Family man, 20 to 26 children. Bearded, tall, 6'4", brown. Mostly vegetarian, traveled the world. Wide array of interests. Poetry, horses, soccer, and jihad. Um, That's pretty good. 
So both parties have talked about how evil TikTok is. The FBI has really talked about how evil TikTok is. It's been banned in our government, but we're allowing the next generation of Americans to be brought up with this as their news source. If you're older and Walter Cronkite was your news source, the Chinese Communist Party is the news source for the next generation. How insane is that? And I'm sure there's a fancy and more accurate term for what I'm about to say, but even perhaps more importantly than it being their number one news source, it's their number one source of cultural norm-making, uh, cultural uh, assumptions, and, and the fashioning of their worldview, partly through news, but in a lot of other ways, too. It's their mentor. Right, so we uh, regularly say when we're talking about you know, young people today, kids today, they didn't raise themselves. Well, this is, you know, they didn't inform themselves. This next generation is going to have such crazy views of things that you're going to run into 10 years from now, 20 years from now, now, um, because of this. Imagine if we had a pipeline, this is the United States, directly to the children of, say, China or uh, Gaza. Or, uh, you know, the West Bank or, you know, pick your pick your uh, regime. How about North Korea? Can you imagine what an incredibly valuable asset that would be? I, I, I picture myself, you know, a uh, hundred years from now, I'll be dead and gone. Um, Not me. But I can, I can so, you're going to get the blood of the young to yep. uh, rejuvenate yourself? Yeah. Right. Wish I could afford it because mm, the blood of the young would be so rejuvenating. Anyway, uh, I can so easily picture in a hundred years some, uh, you know, uh, Xi Jinping the fourth saying the nuclear arsenal wasn't our best weapon at all, and it wasn't the Navy. It was TikTok. It was TikTok that won the battle. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go to the North American province of communist China for my vacation. Imagine if all Middle East kids in some of these closed-off societies were staring at their phone all day long, seeing women in the United States going to school, working jobs, doing whatever they want, dressing however they want, voting, all that sort of stuff. Right, they, speaking they would, in front of a boardroom. They would never sure. allow that in those countries. No, of course not. But we, uh, that's, it's just insane. It's absolutely insane. But they keep bribing our Congress people so nothing gets done in terms of uh, dealing with this problem. You know, at some point, you know, my metaphor for the, uh, the family with the children breaks down because, you know, any, any bad outcome for a child is a tragedy for, for everyone. But, um, can a society this dumb survive? Should it survive? Yeah, that's troubling. It's really, really troubling. We got to move off of that. I'm getting uh, I'm getting bad feelings in my brain. Too doomed. Doomed. We're doomed. Too doomed. We're screwed. We're screwed and doomed. Screwed. <laughs> we are going to talk to Josh Rogan of the Washington Post. We really like him and his evaluation of Biden and she in their meeting from yesterday. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. One more thought on the young people thing, Michael. I'm really excited about clip number 11, the 106-year-old grandma lecturing her 38-year-old granddaughter on how she's living her life. Can we play that next segment? Oh, that's something to look forward to. I, I really I really want to hear that. I'm intrigued <laughs> by that. Plus, what does Kid Rock have to say about the news of the day? So much goodness to come. All right, stay here. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. to dress up like a girl, they want to be transgender or whatever. A lot of people fought and died for them to do that. Go for it. We can coexist. Be yourself. You're cool with me. I'm cool with you. That's what most people are. But as soon as you bring our kids into this, that's where you're going to bring hatred into it. Leave our freaking kids out of it. The great Kid Rock there. <laughs> I'd forgotten the Kid Rock Let's Go Brandon song. I'd forgotten yeah. all about that. Simpler times, huh? We thought those were spicy times. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, my son wore a Kid Rock for Senate hat for his Halloween costume. His His Joe Dirtish. That's a collectible. I probably ought to take better care of that. Yeah, I wonder if he still has those at his website. That's a a danged, amusing chapeau. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good-looking hat. And I agree with him 100%. I think he makes an excellent point. Oh, don't get me started. All right, I asked for it. Let's go ahead and do it. Michael, do we need to know anything about this other than it's a... This is a popular viral video and a 106-year-old grandma, and she's talking to her 38-year-old granddaughter. Love it. I'm 38. I've never been there. Really, Nana? 38 years old. I've never been there. No children or nothing. You sure missed a lot of life. Why do I have to get married and have kids to have a good life? You do have no good life. I do. You don't go nowhere. I do. I just got back from a trip. By yourself, no man. If you don't have a man, you ain't nothing. Really? I'm not nothing without a man, huh? I had a husband tell you that, huh? I still have sex. I know you do, but that's not right. That's dirty. <laughs> Sleeping around like a... <laughs> it's one person. One person. Sleeping around like a... <laughs> What what term does grandma use, do we know? Because it might be old-timey. A slut. Oh, wow. Wow. Slut shaming. You know. <laughs> I, uh, so I, I heard this the other day from someone. I'm not uh, bah, bah, making a speech or claiming anything like that. But the mm-hmm. grandma's advice to her 38-year-old right there. 
This was a woman in her early 50s. And I've known a few who uh, went with the uh, career travel fun path and now really, really regrets having missed that window of opportunity for kids. Like, really, like, it's crushing. I've known a few people like that. Doesn't mean it's going to happen to you or that's no. the direction you got to go. But, I mean, not universal. No. There is nothing you can do, be you a, a 106-year-old granny or a government of a dwindling, non-reproducing population. Witness China, India, or not India, China, United States, Italy, whatever. There's nothing you can do to make kids want to have, uh, or I'm sorry, I'd be easier to follow if I used the right words. There's nothing you can do to make people want to have kids to reproduce. There's no incentive out there. There's no tax policy. There's no... You know, you get $2,500 like they're trying to do in Hong Kong. Can you imagine not not planning on having children, not wanting children, but being offered $2,500? Hmm, <laughs> it's time to rethink this. I'm thinking like the particular day I had yesterday and the difficulties. I mean, if you were going to just look at the uh, stress and effort of my day yesterday versus the, you know, it fits into the overall having kids picture, which is worth millions of dollars. Um, yes. Uh, there's no way you'd make that exchange for 2500 bucks, <laughs> As opposed to if I had just gone home and taken a nap and then gone out to eat or something like that. Well, well, right. On the other hand, my kids have uh, grown and flown the nest, and uh, my life is immeasurably less rich because of it. I'm trying hmm. to figure out what to do about that. But well, um, on a moment-by-moment basis, I get. But like for Thanksgiving, now you've got kids that will come there. Sometimes, or you get together. Mm-hmm. For, that doesn't exist if you don't have kids either, which well, is right. a, yeah. a heck of a thing. But anyway, yeah, it's just it's an uncomfortable conversation in today's society because so many people are childless. Uh, as recently as fifty years ago, you could have long and expressive conversations about how incredibly rewarding it is to have a family because you're in such a large minority. The folks who didn't just had to sit there and take it. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was just seen as conventional wisdom. So. um you might not agree with it, but you just keep your mouth shut, sit in the back of the room. Jonah Goldberg has written a lot of interesting stuff about this, that we will reach a tipping point, and we may be there already, where uh, the, the the non-child lifestyle is so dominant that it's the, the, the childhood people that kind of keep need to keep their mouths shut. And uh, and uh, and accommodate the, uh, the, you know, it's, it's going to be more of a um it'll be a unique situation to find a restaurant a a plane a, a whatever a hotel where they allow kids as opposed to the other way around that'll right. happen at some point i feel like we're practically there i mean yeah. the cultural part is there the business part is downstream of culture as people are wont to say these days mm-hmm. uh, so yeah and uh, and we will die off that's fine i'll be gone I'm moving to Paraguay or Uruguay. I can never remember which. Um, how much time have we got, Michael? Trying to figure out the right length for whatever we got here. Got a couple of different things. The feds have just seized, seized over a billion dollars in fake handbags, shoes, etc. It's the biggest bust of this sort of thing in the history of the United States. But think about that. Over a billion dollars worth of your fake designer stuff. Which, All from China, I'm guessing? Probably. 
I always find Maybe that, Xi Jinping brought it with him. I always find that whole thing interesting. I've known lots of women, particularly, that have the fake coach bag or whatever like that, and people don't know the difference, and you get all the enjoyment or glory or whatever that comes with having a $3,000 handbag, but you only paid 100 bucks for it, that whole thing. That's that's kind of a weird thing, too, right? People can't tell the difference. It's very Andy Warhol-esque in terms of like trying to figure out the world. Yeah, it's difficult for me to process that uh, just because I can't get in that headspace of being super proud that I'm carrying around a what's-its of a certain brand or like I feel cooler because I've got one golf club over another. I just, I that's not part of me, so I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. A billion dollars worth of shoes and handbags and stuff. We're going to talk to the great Josh Rogan about the Biden-Xi meeting yesterday. He's not quite as excited about it as a lot of the mainstream media is. Stay tuned for that. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This meeting yesterday actually delivered results for the American people, and quite frankly, the people of China and people around the world. But the American people benefited from this sit down together between President Xi and President Biden. I realize politics gets involved in all this stuff. Like Nikki Haley just said, Biden's meeting with President Xi was embarrassing. Um, You know, you have to uh, praise your side or beat down the other side, but. These meetings with evil dictators and the breathy coverage of them, like, look, at they've become friends and this is paving the way for how do you know? What are you talking about? Do you remember when George Bush said he looked into Putin's soul or whatever and saw a good man? How did that turn out? President Xi smiling at Joe Biden and calling him old friend is not an indication of anything. At all. The guy has a million slaves. He took over Hong Kong and beat people down in the streets. I'm hearing cynicism and anti-Chinese bias personally, but uh, perhaps we can ask Josh Rogan, global opinions columnist for the Washington Post and author of Chaos Under Heaven, Trump, Xi, and the Battle for the 21st Century. Josh, I'm excited about this new era of friendship and cooperation. Aren't you? Man, I hate to be the the spoiler. I hate to dash all (laughs) of your newly found excitement and your newly found 
uh, enthusiasm about this new era of great power relations between the United States and China. And, uh, you know, I think, for, frankly, for like, you know, the, the problem with being a, a journalist who covers China all the time is that like every once in a while there'll be this like moment where 10,000 journalists want to write about China. And then 9,990 of them have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> and then, you know, they'll, so they come up with two things like, oh, China good, China bad. And that's like as, as far as you could get. Now, you guys are way past that because you've been having me on your show for the last five years. So you are clued in, along with your listeners, by the way, to the fact that the truth is that this relationship is going one way and that way is down. And that's not because there's China hawks in Washington and it's not because of Nikki Haley or Mike Pompeo or even Donald Trump or even Joe Biden. It's because Xi Jinping is on the order of one of the worst mass murdering totalitarian dictators we've seen. And he's take, he's doing what they call the Great Leap Backwards, which is not an opening up, and it's just not a reform, which is not a lot of the BS that he said to that assembled. Did you see that dinner with, like, they had, like, oh, you know, you had to pay $40,000 to hear Xi Jinping tell you that everything's okay? And Elon Musk was there, and Tim Cook, and all these guys just, like, lining up to kiss the, the emperor's ring. It's gross. It's disgusting on a moral and a human level, but it's also really stupid because uh, the fact is that, you know, what's going on in China, although we can't really know for sure, it doesn't look good. But Josh, didn't you hear? He, he said he might give us some more pandas. I just feel like you're overlooking the important parts. Well, here's the thing about the pandas. Don't get me started on the pandas. Okay? <laughs> Go ahead. I've got a gripe about the pandas. Now, Okay, listen, those, first of all, do you know what happened with the pandas? They spread all these propaganda in China that we were mistreating the pandas. No, I didn't know that. So there was this whole, for months, there was a, one of the pandas was sick, not the ones in Washington, and, but in the U.S. And, uh, you know, he was getting the best care that pandas could possibly get, but he still, he looked sick, you know. So they spread this picture around China, and they convinced a billion Chinese people that we were mistreating the pandas. That's why they took back the pandas. They created a crisis inside their own country. So that should tell you all you need to know about what's going on in Beijing. It's not about us. It's not, we're like, we're Americans, we're so solipsistic, we think, oh, if we just have the right policy, if we just say the right thing, everything's going to be fine with China. But it's really not about us. What's going on in China is about China, and it doesn't look good. And this guy, she is getting worse and worse. Just think, in the last month, right, the foreign minister disappeared, the defense minister disappeared, the former premier dropped dead, you know, you've got CEOs of major conglomerates falling out of windows at an unprecedented rate, you know, none of that has anything to do with us. That's what happens inside of a crime organization, inside of a mafia organization. You're constantly purging the capos and you're constantly getting rid of all the rivals or you get murdered. That's how this, that's what the CCP is. It's a the crime family, and he's the, the Don Xi Jinping. We should call him Don Xi Jinping. Okay, so what do you do with that? Okay, well, I think, and to be honest, the Biden administration has had a not crazy theory of it, which is sort of like, you know, you try to talk to them, and then you do a lot of stuff with the allies, which makes perfect sense. But then when Joe Biden gets, you know, in front of him, he just can't help himself. He's like, oh, he's my friend. I spent 86 hours traveling with him. It's not true, by the way. He, has, he always says this. He's like, oh, we... He spent 17,000 miles. It was like 1,000 miles. He's like, 91 hours we spent together. It's like five. (laughs) There's this famous story that Joe Biden always tells about him and Xi Jinping. He told it again this week. He was like, we were standing on the edge of the Tibetan Plateau. 
Joe Biden's never been to the Tibetan Plateau, okay? Wow. All right. Oh, you know, before before you go any further, because we read your recent column and it's terrific as usual. But it, it, I can accept having been into this sort of thing for like my entire adult life that there is a certain naivete and almost Stockholm syndrome, uh, battered spouse uh, syndrome among the American people. We're convinced if we just are good to them or nice to them or generous to them, they'll stop hitting us, essentially, or they'll right. become a good cooperative country. I get that. I can accept that. People have their lives. They're not up on this stuff. But if the president in the United States actually believes his own bull crap, like the stories you're just describing, that's awful. Do you have any sense of, is that just old Joe Scranton Joe spinning yarns, or do you think he believes that stuff? A little from column A and a little from column B. You know, I think, you, you know, but here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing. Every president does that. Every president, says, I've, I've been a journalist for 20 years. Every single one, George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Obama, Trump, Biden, they all thought they could charm the dictators, okay? They all think they're dictator charmers. But with Putin, too, by the way. Remember, Obama did the reset, and Trump wanted to meet with Putin, and Biden was trying to do a reset, but then they invaded Ukraine. So there's this. You're right. It's like a. It's like a nice thing about Americans that we think if we just charm these dictators, we're going to convince them that they shouldn't be dictators anymore. And uh, it's like losing the football, you know. And we just keep going. We just keep falling for it. We just keep falling for it, you know. Eventually, we got to realize that, uh, you know, psychopathic, uh, genocidal, murder, mass murdering, totalitarian, aggressive dictators probably not going to change their stripes. They've made their call on what they're going to be. You know what I mean? And we just have to deal with that. What, where are you on the likelihood that, because if I'm President Xi and I actually am planning to invade Taiwan at some point, I'm going to do it while Joe Biden is still president because he's, he's, he's an old man with a party with a lot of problems. Why wouldn't you do it now? Well, he's not ready now. So that's one problem. You know, you need a, a he's preparing. You know, that's why people say 2027. And I don't think that's like a, any sort of magical date. I just think that's like kind of around when he'll be ready. He needs the, the invasion force, he needs the economic independence. You know, they're stockpiling food. Why are they doing that? They're stockpiling food and fuel all over China. And then he needs the nuclear deterrent to keep us at bay. Which They're building a thousand nuclear weapons. Why are they doing that? I thought we just had a nice meeting. You're still building a thousand nuclear weapons? Didn't we have a nice meeting? You know, so one thing is they're not ready. Second thing is there's something going on in Taiwan that we never talk about, which is that, like, they're going to have this big election in January. Uh, you know, if they elect the pro-Chinese side, which could happen, by the way, uh, then that could change his calculus. He's going to wait to see what happens in Ukraine, to see if we have the sticking power there or not. Mm. So, I mean, I, I think, like, invasion is, is, like, probably his last resort. Maybe he could take Taiwan without invading. Wouldn't you rather do that if you were him? So, right. you know, I think he's going to take Taiwan one way or the other, but if he can get it without the war i think he's going to try that first to be honest interesting yeah honestly i've been reading a bit about the opposition party and how warm they are to china and how they're ahead in the polls and so we'll have to watch that but china's also facing some pretty serious economic headwinds not all of a sudden but that nobody was talking about a year or two ago josh how significant do you think that is right no i think it's really significant and i think but i think people draw the wrong conclusion you know people in washington they're like oh china's having uh uh, uh problems economically so that means we don't have to do anything. We can go back to sleep. They're just going to collapse under their own weight. That's what, you, you know, the pro-China people in Washington say. They're like, oh, they're not 10 feet tall. They're only 6 feet tall. So we can all go back to sleep. It's fine. 
And what I say is that, no, actually, when Xi Jinping, it doesn't have that economic you know, benefit to show his people to bolster his legitimacy. Uh, that's when the, he's going to get more aggressive externally. He's got to blame that on somebody that's us. So actually, he gets more dangerous the worse their economy gets, not less dangerous. That's what I think he's going to have. Again, based on everything we know about every dictator ever. So I'm watching some of the coverage on the cable news, and they're talking about, uh, as you see, Joe Biden and uh, Xi Jinping walking through the garden. Looks like the beginning of a friendship and a thawing. I mean, how do you react to that sort of commentary? <laughs> it's really, I mean, it's really good for Xi Jinping. That's exactly what he, what he needed. You know what I mean? He's like, you know, facing a lot of trouble at home. Imagine you're inside the Chinese system, and you're looking at this mess, the economic mess, COVID, all of that stuff. You're looking at Xi Jinping like, dude. You know, you better get your act together. Then he's like, you know what would really be good is, oh, maybe I can get, like, you know, some really great pictures of all of the world's leaders, you know, telling me I'm the cat's meow. That's exactly what he got. So we know what Xi Jinping got from this meeting. I don't know what we got. Uh, Resumption of communication is really not a thing that we should be, like, you know, really celebrating. That should be, like, the minimum, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. No, I, yeah, Josh, I saw you r- write that, and I, I agreed. Uh, touting the fact that they're now willing to take our phone calls, yeah, that is like the minimum requirement of a friendship. And they, and they, and then they, they haven't done it yet. They've just said they would in the future. There's no guarantee they will still take our phone calls. Josh Rogan's the global yeah, I mean, opinions columnist for the Washington Post. Go ahead, Josh. If if you were my best friend for 25 years, I would hope you would take my phone call. But right. you didn't answer by his phone call for a year. What mm-hmm. kind of friend is that? Right. With friends like that who needs enemies. Yeah. So uh, my final question, it's a sprawling one, and you could write uh, not one but uh, multiple books on the topic, is uh, how goes the great uh, decoupling or disentangling of the uh, economies? You know, it goes. You know, I, I, I think, like, you know, in the end, we're going to have to figure out what we have to decouple and what we don't have to. You know, like, if you want to talk about, like, toys and bicycles, um, I don't think we need to decouple from toys and bicycles. You know, if they want to, you know, man, man, put a bunch of Marriott hotels in China, I'm okay with that. But when it comes to the AI, to the nuclear secrets, and to the top silicon chips, and to the things that make our missiles, you know, missiles, no, we, we're going to have to decouple from that. When it comes to masks... When it comes, we don't, I guess we're going to need our own masks because there's going to be another pandemic. And then what we really need to decouple, guys, is the money. We need to stop having our Wall Street firms send our retirement funds, our pension funds, into the hands of the companies that are building the machines that's pointed against us. That's the crazy part of the decoupling that we can't get around to, which is the fact that Wall Street firms and their bosses, who are all paid $40,000 to clap and do standing ovations for Xi Jinping last night, they're all taking your money, your savings, your retirement, and they're investing it in companies that are committing atrocities and building the military that's pointed right at us. And that seems crazy. So, I, I mean, you're right. That's going to have to be a whole other book, if not a whole other show. And uh, we could be talking about TikTok as well. We were earlier on the show, the fact that we let the communist Chinese at least uh, in some measure control the number one news source for our young. It's a suicidal you know, thing we're engaged in, but it's unbelievable. Uh, we'll talk about that more another time, Josh. I hope you can come on and, and chat again soon. Anytime. All right. How, Thanks a million. How good was that? Love Josh Rogan. Yeah. Uh, it's just uh, it's so frustrating to me to watch the fawning coverage. How? Has this ever happened in world history? 
How about the biggest business leaders in the United States standing and applauding an evil dictator who, if he has his wishes, will destroy us? In history books, you read uh, with bitter disapproval of all of the uh, corporate titans in the 1930s who were doing so much business with Germany. They just right. didn't want to hear it. And you know what it is. Um, it's so easy to picture now. It's effortless. Wow. Never again. <laughs> wow. It's all going to see so, seem so obvious in retrospect. <laughs> oh. The world is turned by self-interest, whether it's individuals, companies, or countries. Wake up and figure that out. Yeah, that's uh, that's some good stuff right there. You, text if you got any comment. Four one five two nine five KFTC. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. She was the Taylor Swift of China back in the day, back in the 80s. She was the biggest pop star, a household name in a country of over a billion people. And she caught the eye of a young Xi Jinping who probably said, bring her to me. She's going to be my wife. And she probably had no choice. And she is his wife. And uh, yeah, his wife is he married Taylor Swift in, 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 in essence. You can either step over here and take this ring, or you can step closer to the window, and well, <laughs> you could probably guess the rest. And they're yeah, apparently exactly. they're apparently not only don't live together; they're they're not even in the same end of the country most of the time. So I don't know if things went south, or Joe speculated he just needed to have a popular wife for political reasons. Oh yeah, she's a populist prop, which is a, a pretty common. A dodge for the dirty commies. So I got two like non-serious questions about the uh, meeting yesterday. So apparently it was off script for uh, Joe Biden and Xi Jinping to go for a long walk around the gardens. Now this is a s- oh a real breakthrough. Yes, six hundred and fifty acre estate. Uh, the original owner, this guy born the second who uh, owned the biggest gold mine in American history back at the time of the founding of California. Super crazy rich. Got all this great land south of San Francisco that would be worth, geez, what would that be worth 
if you were to sell it, uh, develop it or whatever. Um, and uh, that's where they were meeting, and it's it's like the edge of the estate is where the headquarters for Google, Apple, Meta, all the biggest companies in the world are. And uh, so Wow, in a part of the world where an 1,100-square-foot house will cost you $2.2 million? You get this 650 acres of sprawling woods and gardens and everything like that, and it's where the new rich of Silicon Valley go to get married and have their big uh, events and that sort of stuff. But when they were walking around the gardens, Biden doesn't speak Chinese, I'm sure. Does Xi Jinping speak English? I think he speaks a little English, but I wondered that watching the footage myself. So they just wanted because uh, I mean, there are no translators in tow that I could see. Right. So you, you, me, and somebody from China go wandering around a garden. It's going to be a you know we might have a nice walk, but we ain't going to get a lot accomplished in terms of uh, uh, conversation. Nice flower. Nice flower. Beautiful day. Be- beautiful day. Sunshine. So how, how, did, how, how, did, how did nobody in the media ever address that? That was the first thing I thought when I saw him walking. I thought That's funny. How, yeah, they, me too, immediately. <laughs> how are they talking to each other? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so the name of this place is Filoli. Or Filoli? F-I-L-O-L-I. That's the name of the compound. It's, it's, okay. it's good to own a place that's got a name. Filoli. Do you know what it means? Uh-uh. The guy who owned it. Super rich Beautiful guy. flower. <laughs> had the biggest uh, gold mine in uh, American history. Yeah. He decided to mix together the first letters of his personal motto from each word. Fight for a just cause. Love your fellow man. Live a good life. So he took a letter from each of the words, made a word, Falali, and that's what he named his estate. How does a guy... So, apparently being a gold magnate doesn't make you a good writer. Or, uh, how's a guy with that... Have good ideas. How's a guy with that dumb an idea end up so rich? He's good at digging holes in the ground and finding gold. Your, your, your personal motto is, fight for a just cause, love your fellow man, live a good life. Oh, that's a fine as a motto goes. And then Nothing you, wrong with it. It's a little... Uh, a little wordy, Blah. a little long, yeah. little a little. Uh, Live a obvious. good life is your motto. That's that's like no. A motto is supposed to explain how to live a good life. You gold digging moron. I ain't saying he's a gold digger. <laughs> um, Falali. So that's the name of the place. That's lame. So you got a couple of old men just walking around, not talking to each yeah. other, and that's a big breakthrough in world history. I just don't get it. Do you How's think they got Chinese takeout? They did, they did get Chinese How's takeout. How's your stream? Mm, not good, Mr. President. Not good. My prostate's the size of a coconut. <laughs> <sighs> She's 70. Biden turns 81 in a couple of weeks. So Biden calls him the kid. Right. I, I don't know. Falali? That's the worst name for a beautiful estate I've ever heard. If you missed a segment of the show, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.
See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.